0: Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey guys, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. You are hanging out with me, your host, Elizabeth Benton, and I am so glad you're here Today, we are going to be getting into the nitty gritty of behavior change because we can talk all day and all night about what you should eat, about nutrition and metabolism and hormones, you know, how it will affect your body positively or negatively. But at the end of the day, you are responsible for changing your behavior or not. And it's easier said than done, right? We have years and years of habits to overcome. And I think a lot of us find ourselves in a position where we want to change and we know what we need to change, but how to change becomes really overwhelming because we respond instinctively oftentimes to the presence of donuts in the break room or to the bread basket on the table. We instinctively say yes to the wine with dinner or dessert. And then afterwards, we're beating ourselves up, but... But in the moment, it almost didn't even feel like it was a choice or a consideration or you know anything like that. So it can become very overwhelming when we're faced with actually changing our behaviors. Breaking our habits can be really hard, but it's the kind of hard that we have to tackle if we want long-term fat loss, which of course we do, right? the first thing we have to do, the very first step is we have to identify our unhealthy habits or just any habits that we want to change. Keep in mind that this process of changing habits works for any habits, right? Not just habits related to fat loss or healthy eating or fitness. So Pause this recording or make a note to go back and do it later, but you absolutely, absolutely must do this. This is step number one. I want you to make a note, write down a list of habits that you want to change or overcome. Not just things that you think you should, but things you really want to change, right? You have to want to change it. And if you feel stuck and you're not really sure, you're drawing a blank as you think of these habits, Go through your daily routine in your head in detail from the moment you wake up in the morning and look for areas where you're often making a choice that you regret later or areas of the day where you struggle with something that's holding you back from your goals. And I want you to identify only those habits that you really, truly want to change or overcome. So here are just some ideas, some things that I often have either struggled with myself or I find that my clients are struggling with. And a lot of these are tied directly to fat loss and some of them are peripherally tied to fat loss. I don't care how they're related. I just want you to make a freeform list of habits that you want to change or overcome. So maybe you repeatedly hit snooze in the morning, right? And it sets your day off. You're rushed and you're crazy and you don't have time to do the things you need to do. Maybe you're always skipping breakfast or getting fast food for breakfast or defaulting to a type of breakfast that isn't fat loss friendly like cereal or a bagel. Maybe you have a habit of a mid-morning sweet snack like candy or cookies, or perhaps you go out to lunch every day and overindulge with your coworkers, or you skip lunch altogether. Maybe you have a soda habit that you wanna break. You wanna stop drinking soda, or you have an afternoon sugar habit. Maybe you want to overcome your habit of getting takeout for dinner or having dessert every single day. Whatever it is, go through your day and identify all of the habits that you have that are holding you back, keeping you from reaching your potential, but they have to be things that you really want to change. All right, so I'm going to assume you have your list. If you don't have it, take a breather, stop, pause, make your list, go through these habits. I really want you to have that list in hand before we go on to the next section. These are all things that are holding you back from reaching your goals, keeping you from your potential and things you want to change. Now that you have your list of habits that you want to change and overcome, wanting to change isn't enough, right? And having a strategy to change isn't even enough. I mean, you would think like if you wanna change and you kind of have ideas that you want to implement, but it's, it's not enough, it's just not. First and foremost... We have to understand the habit and what is driving it. But you know me, I like to keep it really simple. Many of us fail because we're trying to change too many things at once. And we're not going to do that anymore. It's not necessary and it's not effective. So I want you to pick one habit, just one habit that you're going to work on you can pick the easiest one or you can pick the hardest one. I don't re- recommend either of those. I recommend picking the one that's going to make the biggest difference. The one that if you change that, it's going to have the biggest impact on your life, it's going to have the biggest impact on your ability to achieve your goals and it's going to have uh, it's going to make everything else easier or completely unnecessary altogether. So I recommend starting with the one that's going to have the most impact, the one that has the most potential to change your life. If you're going to exert your energy anyway, why not exert it on the area that you have the biggest impact over, right? You can pick the easiest or you can pick the hardest, but that's just what I recommend. All right, so now we have that one habit that we're going to focus on. Now we need to break it down. Here's the thing, and this is this is where I figure out who my ride or die folks are, right? Because I know so many of us just want to dive in and change right now, today. We want to see progress tomorrow. If we can see progress in five minutes, then we want to see progress in five minutes. But I'm going to say, hold up. And I'm going to say that's not what we're after. In fact, for the first two weeks, yeah, two full weeks, I don't even want you to try to change your habit. I don't. And again, this is where I see who's ride or die, because i I'm telling you, I have failed so many times. And if you can just learn from my failures, I'm gonna save you a lot of time and energy. And we dive in without understanding. We set ourselves up for failure and we've wasted a ton of time. We've wasted a ton of energy. We've wasted a ton of willpower. And it's just not necessary. So for two weeks, I don't even want you to try to change the habit. For two weeks, I want you to track the habit. I want you to track the habit and learn as much as you can about this habit. Because when you do that, then we can tackle it efficiently and we can be much more effective and we can make a difference in a much shorter amount of time. So we're saving time on the back end by investing time in the front end. It's kind of like the measure twice, cut once. We're trying to be effective and efficient here. We're not trying to just run around like, you know, an ADHD hamster chasing our tail. We need to be effective and efficient and productive. So... Two weeks, we're going to track the habit and here's the things that I want you to track and I'll put these all on the show notes page over on primalpotential.com, but I want you to track, this, this is only for one habit, just the one habit that we've picked, the time that this habit happens, the place, the emotional state, how you're feeling, the preceding event, what happened right before you indulged in this habit and what you were seeking, what S- sensation or emotion or event you were looking to get. Now, this is this is exactly how I hacked my emotional eating habit. And several months later, I read the book, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And his approach was almost identical. Uh, it's a fantastic book and I'll link to it in the show notes page over at primalpotential.com. But he has another area um, that he recommends paying attention to in addition to the ones I just went through. And I think it's a great point, And that is the company or the people around you when you indulge in your habits. So for a two week period of time, We are going to focus on tracking the habit and not changing the habit. And again, if you skip this, that's fine, but I mean, it's kind of a waste because we can be, it's like cutting first and not measuring. We can be so much more effective and we can hack the habit much more effectively if we have all this information in place. Now, if you do it for two days, it's not as effective. If you do it, you know, not at all, then you're just shooting blind. But for two weeks, you are going to take note Of the time that the habit and acting on the habit occurred, where you were, the place you were at when it happened, your emotional state. We're going to note what happened immediately before you indulged in the habit and what you were seeking, what you wanted, what you were after. And lastly, we're going to take note of the company we were keeping at the time, right? Who was around us, who was with us, or if we were by ourselves. Let's go for an example. Maybe uh, the habit is overeating after dinner, right? That continuous graze after dinner time or a consistent binge, whatever it is. Tracking this habit for two weeks might show us that it consistently happens between eight and nine o'clock at night when we're at home. And more often than not, it happens on nights that we're tired and we've had a stressful day. And the preceding event is usually we've either just put the kids to bed or we've just cleaned up the kitchen. We are seeking relaxation And we might find that more often than not, it happens on nights when our spouse is out of the house and we're home alone or the kids are in bed. Just tracking this has allowed us to find so much powerful information. And what it does is it gives us a ton of different opportunities for attacking this. We understand how it works, when it works, where it works, what's happening, so that we have lots of different options for strategies to overcome it. And if we just said, oh, well, we always overeat after dinner and we didn't understand all of these different elements, we would be shooting in the dark and we'd be coming up against ineffective strategies for overcoming this habit, right? So when we understand everything is happening around it, we can be much more effective. Now, before... I mean, I just, I know I sound like a broken record, but before we get into how we can change the habit, you, you have to see that you cannot skip the tracking part. You must understand the trends and the patterns of your habits, all the little nuances. Otherwise you're going to be strategizing ineffectively and you're going to be wasting a ton of time and energy. So don't skip that part. You're only cheating yourself. You're only cheating yourself. I mean, I know how to hack my habits. I've hacked my habits. I help my clients hack their habits. If you want to hack your habits, you got to do the tracking part. All right, so we've identified a couple of trends. You know you know what's going on and, and we know what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, before we go into hacking that habit, I wanna give just one more example because maybe that one isn't relatable to you or it has nothing to do with what you're struggling with. So let's say that there's another habit of eating candy or chocolate or sweets, right? And then we're gonna go through this process again. We're gonna spend two weeks tracking and we're gonna assess all the important factors that happen when we're indulging in this habit, right? And after two weeks, we see that it usually happens late in the afternoon, between 3.30 and 4 p.m. And it seems to always happen on days when we're at work and when we're feeling tired and overwhelmed. It usually happens either right after we start working on a big project or after we get an email that alerts us of a problem. We find that most of the time we're seeking energy, but sometimes we're just seeking a distraction and it usually happens when we're with a particular coworker who's usually involved in cleaning up some of the big problems as they happen at work. It all becomes so much clearer when we know what we're doing, where we're doing it, what we're feeling, what we're seeking, what's going on around us, and who's with us. If we go back to that case of the nighttime eating, it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, you're tired. You want to unwind and relax. You're seeking relaxation, But you can see now that you've tracked your habit that the act of overeating itself doesn't give you that relaxation you're after. It might for a minute, right, while you're actually eating, but that act only lasts a few minutes, but then it does the opposite. We end up feeling guilty and we end up feeling frustrated and that's the opposite of relaxation. If it was working for us, it wouldn't have made its way onto the list of habits we wanna change. So let's talk about how we can go about changing the habit, hacking the habit. I have found that the most effective way to change a habit is by really honing in on what you're seeking when you act on that habit, and then suggesting a solution and trying another alternative that actually gives you what you're seeking. So overeating at night, we're seeking relaxation, right? We're tired, it's been a long day, the kids are in bed, the kitchen's cleaned up, and It maybe does give us that for the moment, but we want something that doesn't have all of those negative repercussions after the fact, the guilt, right? Because that's not relaxing uh, relaxing at all. And we are going to identify the options. We're going to brainstorm and propose alternative actions that actually give us what we're seeking, right? And some of them will be food-related and some of them won't be food-related and that's okay. So in the case of nighttime overeating, we're tired and we want to relax, We're just going to brainstorm some alternatives. One is go to bed, right? It's earlier than you normally would, but maybe you extend your nighttime bedtime ritual a little bit. You get a nice face mask or you take time to really pamper yourself. You get into bed with a really good book, not a book you think you should read or one that you've kind of been putting off and you can't really get through more of a page of, but a book you really can't wait to get your hands on. So, I mean, going to bed is a great option because in the next day you're more rested, you make better choices. So if, if you're seeking relaxation, it's the end of the day and you're feeling tired anyway and this happens when you're feeling overtired, an option to try, and it might not work, but it's certainly one to try, is just go to bed. Another one is maybe you can get a foam roller and you put on a great movie and you unwind while giving yourself a nice um, massage with a foam roller you could paint your nails. Maybe you find a healthier alternative to whatever it is that you're overeating and sit down and truly savor it. You guys know that ice cream is my thing, so that's always an easy example for me to give. But instead of mindlessly eating a pint of Ben & Jerry's while you watch TV and then feeling like, "Oh my gosh, is it gone already?" Maybe you make some homemade ice cream or you you buy a healthier version of ice cream. Maybe if, you know, you're getting a dairy-free one or maybe you get one that has less sugar or whatever. Uh, And instead of sitting down with the entire thing and mindlessly eating it, you sit down with a half a cup and you ceremoniously eat it and you savor every single bite. And you don't have the TV on, you don't have the kids running around around you, but you literally enjoy every single bite, right? And and there's no guilt associated with it. Like you, you had your moment it was quiet, the kids weren't around, you enjoyed a little treat, and now you can move on, right? Or maybe it's a combination of all of these things. Maybe you allow yourself a healthier version of whatever it is that you're indulging in. Um, maybe it's a smaller amount of the true thing that you're actually indulging in. Maybe if you tend to eat a sleeve of cookies, you say, I'm gonna sit down After dinner with two cookies and I'm going to enjoy the heck out of them and then I'm going to go read a really good book or then I'm going to go and I'm going to take a bath or I'm going to go to bed early, right? So you can try a combination of different factors. The key here is to identify alternatives and then try them out and realize ahead of time some won't work. But that's okay. You just keep plugging in new alternatives until you find something that works. You're never going to be at a loss for things to brainstorm, but the thing is that you not give up, that you keep trying. Now let's look at the second example of the afternoon um, sugar eating, right? It's tending to happen from our two weeks of tracking. We see that it happens around 4 p.m. Well, maybe that's because your blood sugar is low because it's been a few hours since lunch and you haven't had a snack. So one alternative you might brainstorm is to have a snack around 3.30, a little bit before you normally indulge in that afternoon habit, something that's going to stabilize your blood sugar, like an apple with almond butter or a protein bar or some beef jerky or some trail mix, Right. Another alternative you might brainstorm would be to keep healthier sweet treats in your desk for when you have that urge, maybe a square of dark chocolate, or you make a batch of um, homemade brownies at home and you just bring in one small square that is your afternoon indulgence. Maybe you stop bringing in cash or change into work so that you don't have money for the vending machine, Or maybe you tweak what you have for lunch and you play around with adding fat or protein or fiber to help you stay fuller for longer and keep your cravings at bay. Maybe you and that coworker who's usually around or who snacks with you, you decide that around four o'clock, you're going to take a lap around the building every day. It only takes five minutes and it's just a new habit, a new routine. Maybe as soon as you sense the urge to snack on sugary stuff, you stop and you do five push-ups. Remember that the goal here is just to identify alternatives and start trying them out. Plug and play until you find something that works and then keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and after that, keep doing it and if it becomes less effective, repeat the process, study what's going on and come up with alternative solutions, try them out until you find something that works. All right, let's recap. The first thing you need to do if you haven't done it already, and I'll put this uh, over on the show notes at primalpotential.com, is make a list of the habits that are holding you back that you want to change. Number two, pick one that you're ready to start working on. Remember, you can pick the easiest one or you can pick the hardest one. I say, if you're going to invest your energy, pick the one that's going to have the biggest impact on the quality of life uh, or the achievement of your goals. Pick the one thing that when you change it, everything else becomes easier or unnecessary. Because remember, it's all about the big rocks, focusing on the things that make the biggest difference. Because if you change habits that don't really have an impact, like, I mean, cool, that's fine and everything, but what was the point? All right, so one is to make a list of your habits. Two is to pick the one that you're ready to start working on. Three is to track it. Two weeks, two weeks, no no trying to change it, just trying to learn it and understand and get all the information. This is like your recon period, Right. Spend two weeks evaluating the key factors, the time, the place, your emotional state, what reward or outcome you're seeking, who is around you, and what happened immediately beforehand. Do not skip this step. Do not skip this step. One more time. Do not skip this step. From there, you're going to brainstorm strategies and alternatives that address the reward you are seeking. If you are seeking a distraction when things get stressful at work, there are certainly other ways to get that distraction without eating a donut. If you are seeking energy, a candy bar might solve the problem for 30 minutes, but that's not an effective long-term solution because it's gonna cause your energy to crash a little bit later, so brainstorm. Then, one at a time, start plugging in these alternatives until you find one that works. Don't get frustrated if you think it doesn't work. No big deal, just keep trying. Then, when you've found what works, be consistent. Be consistent, practice, 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 and don't stop. If it stops working, repeat the process. Before you know it, you'll have hacked the habit. then you can go back to your original list and start working on a different one. And the great part here is because you've been through the process before and you understand yourself a little bit better and you understand the process a little bit better, it's gonna happen a lot faster, even if the habit is more deeply ingrained or a little bit harder to tackle. All right, we've been doing this for about 20 minutes. I hope this was helpful. I will link to... Charles Duhigg's book and the show notes over on primalpotential.com, as well as another great book, uh, Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. I will have links to those over on the show notes page at primalpotential.com. So go check those out. And I'll also put these steps and the questions to consider on the show notes page at primalpotential.com. So head on over there and check it out as well as our previous episodes that might help you with this big monster that is behavior change. And as always, if you have questions, if you have areas where you're struggling, if you have things you wanna understand better, reach out to me, get in touch with me, email me, find me on the Primal Potential Fat Loss Facebook page and let me know because that is why I'm here. You know I answer your questions on the show. I also respond directly to your emails to try and help you out because that's my goal. That's my goal. I wanna help you reach your goals. I want to reduce the obesity epidemic in this country. I want to eliminate type 2 diabetes completely. And I want people to take their decisions, their choices, their health into their hands and make positive, impactful, meaningful, lasting change. No more diets. I hate diets. No more diets. All right, guys, that's it for today. Go check out the show notes over at primalpotential.com and get in touch with me because I love hanging out with you. I love hearing from you. If you haven't already, Please do leave a rating and review of the show over on iTunes. It would mean the world to me, and I will talk to you soon. So until next time, stay healthy. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart SmartSide at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding.